time again for the Immersive Irony Podcast. Me, Alan. Alex is with me. What's up, Alex? I am live from Nova Scotia on Cape Breton. We're we are up to we're up to no good, all of us here, and um, we'll tell you all about it in just a little bit. But first, you know, we'll we'll have plenty of time to chat here. I think. Um, oh, yeah, we're pumped because there's been a lot of announcements. It's announcement season. Um, biggest one was today, recording this on Thursday, the 1st of August, which means Universal announced that they're going to have a new park. And there was some concept art that we were able to dissect pretty heavily. Um, first of all, I mean, we don't, we didn't really get any strong particulars, but we have a pretty good idea of what's going into the park. Any thoughts from you, Alex? Well, I've been on the road all day, so I haven't, I'm looking at it now. So this is live reactions of mine. Um, I, I mean, the roller coaster thing looks cool, right? Yeah, yeah, it's like a uh, dual launching coaster of some sort. You you threw out the term hyper. I thought it was at first, and then you know, as I looked a little closer at it, and this was kind of confirmed by I think it's Alicia that there's a lot, she's on, like, Inside Universal or whatever, that it's a launch coaster. It's They're dueling launch coasters. I don't even know if they're necessarily themed to anything. That may be one of the rides that's accessible from the Midway, uh, or whatever you want to call that central plaza area that is in the middle of the park with all the water features. Do we even know, where is the entrance in this concept art? It's at the very bottom. Um... Oh, okay. It's yeah, yeah. So, the, like, the hotel is at the far end. Oh, so the kind of has that... a, a studios vibe to it. It looks like that. It does look a lot like the Universal Studios entrance, but then Different. I guess they were shooting for more cosmicish type thing. Like, it's more of a. I guess like the center of it's going to be kind of like observatory, telescopish type stuff, with these almost being different planets. Um, which, Have we said the name yet? Sure. I'm sorry? Have we said the name yet? Uh, it is Epic Universe. Yeah. Uh, Universal's Epic Universe. Sure. Yeah. Sure. sure. I think it's a bad name. I like Fantastic Worlds a lot more, but, you know, it's their call, not mine, I guess. Um, I think epic as an adjective seems not the best, but, you know, they're allowed to do what they want to do. What do you think about the name, Alex? What was the rumor name before? Fantastic Worlds. Yeah, I like that more. And that one wasn't that good either, though. Yeah, I don't know why they chose this specific name. I'm sure they had, you know, a bunch of... Uh, I know why. Because so the universe is bigger, the universe is bigger than the world. That is what they said in the press conference today. Oh, son of a bitch! <laughs> <laughs> um, some of the other stuff that you know people were able to note in there. There's actually there's a dueling coaster, and then there's a family coaster, uh, which, if you look really closely, is clearly going to be um, Madagascar themed. Okay. Um, 
There's... I don't really care about roller coasters. I mean, I, I want themed out lands and stuff like that. They're fun and all, but I don't need many of them. It looks so. like they have some some kind of unique flat rides for that park. There's a um, looks like there's a Gerstlauer Flyaway located in there. How the heck um, did you see all this detail? Yeah, somebody else was able to pick it out because I thought it looked like a checkered flag, like underneath, like kind of below where the dueling coaster's at. Okay. And once once it was isolated, then I was like, oh yeah, I can see that now. How there's the arm and then there's the seats off of it. Um, there's a there's a mock splash battle. That's also in that same area. Eh. Um, pretty much the Nintendo stuff is what everybody knew was going in. Um, sure. and it can be seen off to the far left. You can see the Mario area, and then behind it is the area for Donkey Kong. Talking about Donkey Kong, uh, ironically, something was leaked today. Well, not leaked. Someone observed um, uh, in Utah at one of the testing manufacturing plants, uh, like the video of it testing. The right oh really really yeah yeah joe posted about it oh is that from intermountain lift or different company no it was some other company um i think it's the company that setpoint uses because setpoint did um which it was crazy i didn't even know setpoint was still in business uh setpoint <laughs> did uh minions mm-hmm. they did the ride base for minions and stuff like that if you go onto their website it showed all that stuff um but no, the company that Setpoint uses to manufacture some stuff is the company that. Um, let me look it up. Okay. Um, there's going to be a uh, like a Monsters World, which is up in the upper left hand corner of the picture. Uh, there's going to be a Ministry of Magic and more Harry Potter stuff in the upper right hand corner. Lots of expansion bays. Clearly, there's like three of them that you can see there. And yeah, that's that's pretty much where we're at with that whole park at the moment. Um, it's called Peter Sen Incorporated. It's so, so some manufacturing company. It's not that important, but um, you should check out that video. It looks very interesting. It, you remember that concept of that roller coaster? He kind of used, you know, how Set Point used the um, the two rails above each other. Or stack yeah. vertically. Remember the concept of the coaster that would like come together and split apart. Yeah. Imagine that, but with one one side of the track. Okay. That's going to be interesting. Um, <laughs> like quite interesting. Uh, you know, I'm. I am excited about this for sure. It's obviously very early, so we haven't seen a whole lot yet. And, and and the concept art itself, like how much do you actually trust an early concept art? Yeah, exactly, exactly. I, I mean, mean, if you I've look at the concept told... art for Islands of Adventure, uh, wow, it's so different. In a lot of ways, it's better than what it it, it came out way better than what the concept art looked like. Um, I think we've come a little bit further these days, but like, um. This concept art looks very '90s, anyways. At the same time, so <laughs> if this, if yeah, they put yeah, this out no, in definitely. 1990, I would 1999, I would have been like, "Oh, that looks like a really good park." <laughs> <laughs> Not that's a bad thing or anything. It's just it's very whimsical and very um, ambitious. But we also yeah. saw resorts. It looks like there's a nighttime show. Um, so the whole there's a stunt show clearly the whole 
deal. Yeah. Uh, they, ain't, uh, they didn't do any dates or anything like that, right? <laughs> no, I mean, the, the rumor has been 2013 for a while. So maybe. 2020. Oh, 20... Okay, so I'm watching the video right now. 2023. Sorry, 2023. Okay, I wasn't like, so I'm watching time this, machine. this video of that coaster. Yeah. Um, it's You know what it looks like, kind of, is that new Mawersone blade or whatever it is, the power. Yeah, same difference, but yeah. without the poweredness of it, it's actually gravity fed. That's interesting. That is yeah. interesting. I, I like the idea of having like a fake track that you'll see and, and will disappear because it'll be way beneath you. I felt like this would be more like it's a Donkey Kong. is going to be like the minecart ride. Like track seems like in that ride, that seems like tr unless like, I feel like they're maybe doing something where the, they like, remember all those crazy, like, um, patents that came out like in the God, it might've been later nineties, early two thousands where like, it had mechanisms to raise the car further away from the track or stuff like that. Uh, yeah. One can dream, right? Yeah. I think it's, I think it's definitely going to be the donkey Kong coaster for sure. I just don't understand why you use that type of thing where it's kind of suspended above the, the track where it's a donkey Kong. Like if it's on, like, you know, it's, it's, it's mine cart track. I mean, roller coaster track would actually work for that theme. theme <laughs> like if anything like this would have well, looked better be... for Potter. Or it's going to be to, to have it so that it jumps. It's like if you if you play those levels, like in right, that's what Country, I meant by yeah. being able to adjust the the track stays, but the 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 car goes further away from the track, raises yeah. up off the track. Yeah. So I'm pumped. I, I, it'll be fun, and yeah. you know, it's like four years from now, and I'll be forty years old when it's done. But you know, it'll I be hate cool. You. Why did you have to mention that? I'll be almost 40. <laughs> now sorry. I almost just, now is. I almost feel dead. We as soon as we're born we're all dying. And I know. I know. I know. It is what it is. Um so other rides that got announced. Bush Gardens. Hey, you don't, by the way, you don't have to beat me to that to that uh date. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Considering we um, share the same birthday. <laughs> yeah, this is true. This is yeah, true. Yeah. Um, um, Bush Gardens Williamsburg. Yeah. Pantheon. Kind of everything we knew. Um, yeah. I think the one thing we didn't realize that was going to happen was a 95-degree uh, drop. So it's going to be – and it's also going to have – so it's it's um, a triple launch coaster, which um, they already have one of those, but it's very much different. So there's really no point of really comparing the two. Um Right. Yeah, I mean it's it's a triple launch and that goes forward, backward, and then forward. Right. Right, and the the back end actually the track ends. But what's cool is this one's gonna have a launch before it. Um, the soaring dragon in China it just kind of rolls out of the station onto the the uh, switch track, and I imagine the switch track on that one probably changes over before it even launches. And this one's actually gonna roll out of the station, do a launch. Um, go through the uh go up the the top hat for the first time and while it's off on its first launch and up on the top hat the track is actually going to switch really really quickly uh, and um then go back up a vertical spike so a vertical and then go over and then do a 95 degree drop 
I think uh, then swoop down towards the uh, ravine, the water, and then I think we do two inversions if I I'm looking at the uh, that layout correctly. Um, kind of a short layout, but it looks like it'll be really cool. Um, I mean, this track technology is actually like everyone's talking like it's the newest thing ever, but um, Hagrid uses it. <laughs> yeah, um, and obviously there's been some stuff in China or yeah, China. Yeah, but it sell didn't. There too. But it didn't do the fast-moving track where it, it, the coasters like actually moving. Where it's the one in China, it, it the as I said, the, the the vehicle is actually stationary while the track switch happens. I see what you're saying. Yeah, I, you right. know, I will say that it does concern me a little bit. <laughs> well, but I as mean, I said, Hagrid is doing that right now. I mean, it's it is doing that. Um, maybe it's doing that right now. Um, it may also be broken down at the moment. Not sure. Okay, I admit at this moment, but um, when it's actually <laughs> open, yes, it is. I, I mean, the only thing is, you're asking me to believe that Intamin will do a good job of <laughs> having a ride stop in a block immediately before it like runs out of track at 50 miles an hour. Yeah, I know. I, I wonder when the cutoff. <laughs> I, I know. I wonder when the the the, the cutoff point for like e stop is. Like, I, I imagine as soon as it hits the uh, the, the uh, stators, right? I imagine there have to be like fin brakes and like trims that come up, or or, or fin brakes that come up and grab the train. Well, usually the the LSM motors, if they're not active, they actually act as brakes. But I mean, like, if you've already launched the train and it's going up the the top hat, and then you push the track over at that point, and that's where there's an error and it doesn't line up, like, does it just come to a screeching halt when it comes back down? Yeah, I assume so. I hope so. I hope so. Yeah. I mean, those motorcycles haven't been actually flying yet, so I think we're pretty good so far. <laughs> if they do, well, then... that'll be a hell of a ride. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if that at that point we won't be talking about Intamin anymore. Um, no, I think that I don't know. I feel like that would really like that would really hurt them. Pretty, I mean, like there'd be a yeah, multiple deaths. Would, yeah, I mean, I think that would probably finish them off like permanently. <laughs> Especially um, if it was Universal, because Universal would be like, we're suing you to oblivion. <laughs> yeah, yeah there would be nothing left. They would own it when it was over. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I, I'm i excited about it. It is, like you said, it's kind of like what we knew was coming. Right. So there was like some like, hope when they had that really high height variance that they were going to do something with that, and maybe this was going to be a different ride, but it really But they, they re-submitted uh, that for a different location in the park. Oh, okay. The three thirty-five. Yeah. So okay. They're, they're whatever that is. They are still thinking about it, I think, because they resubmitted that in a different location. I can't remember where, but they did. So I mean, this is going to be a good ride. Don't get me wrong. I'm probably going to go back to Busch Gardens Williamsburg next year as a result. But it's been a while, right, for you? It's been so. a while, like a good yeah, long yeah. time. So, um. <sighs> I'll yeah, go back well, once we get our passes in late July next year. But yeah, should be fun. And then um, the last uh, announcement was Hershey, which Candymonium. Um, Candymonium. It's a bad it, name. 
I think it's a great name. It might actually be. It might be so bad it's great. Um, I think it's just silly, so I love it. <laughs> so. It's you know what? It's it's not the longest BNM hype or it's not the tallest. It, it is for It'll Hershey, good, though. though. Yeah, yeah. 410, oh, it is for Hershey. 76 miles per hour, I believe. And um, oh god, what is it? 40... 36, uh, 40, I believe. 100 feet track. 46. 46, 36. I mean, yeah. it's going to be good. I mean, that, that park as a whole kind of lacks really long rides anyways. So, um, it doesn't... Yeah? I don't know. Yeah. Well, think about it. Like, Sky Rush is, what, 3,500 feet long? Yeah. Sky Rush, let me put it this way. Um, the lift hill, to take the time to get up the lift hill of Steel Force has a uh, shorter ride time than the entirety of Sky Rush. That's included. <laughs> then you got um, Great Bear is not that long. Super Duper Lightning Looper, Racer is pretty long. long. Lightning Racer, okay. But, yeah. But, but everything um, else is kind of on the shorter you. side, which is fine. And, and everyone's, like, dismissing it. But if it rides like Mako, oh, yeah, I'm good. It'll be good. It'd be good. Really good. Yeah, it'd be really good. They're doing an off-access airtime hill, kind of like RMC does, so that should be interesting. Um, Two helixes at the end. Hopefully they're um, not as lame as Fury, because that's the only thing about Fury I'm not a fan of. But, um, yeah, it looks fun. Um, The the trains are themed to Twizzlers, Reese's, and Hershey's. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's there's only so much you can say about it. It is a B&M hyper. And also, you got to remember, this is exciting because it will show you how much land, when you're all the way at the back of the hammerhead, there'll be nothing. But someday, there'll be something all the way back there. Yes. More parkland. Because this yes. is just the beginning of, like, really increasing the size of that park. So, it should be fantastic. So... No, I'm, and the new entranceway will obviously be done as well. I've heard good things about the dark ride. I don't know if you've been on it yet. Um, no. But I've actually green. seen positive reviews, so. Okay. I think, like, it opened when I was on a trip, and, like, POVs and people's opinions came out, and I was, like, I never looked at it, and then I never cared to look back. Cause that, <laughs> that the original building, dark ride was nothing to write home about, so. Yeah, that building just repressed memories. <laughs> <laughs> that that okay. ride, that the Reese's Cup, whatever that thing yeah, was so bad. Extreme Reese's Cup challenge. It was so bad. Sports Illustrated for kids the ride. That's what it was. It was so bad. Like I, I can't think of how many things more I would. <sighs> what else would I rather ride? I would rather ride some crappy carnival portable thing because I knew it would be over really quickly compared to that. <laughs> It's that I, bad. I, it was terrible, but it was like endearingly terrible to me. Like I could admire how bad it was, and like that it was a unique kind of bad, which was I thought interesting. You know, it, it was it was not quite Jurassic Jungle Boat Ride, which is like the the Plan Nine from Outer Space of old dark rides. But it was no, like, I think that no, I think it was worse. Oh yeah, it's it's not it's not as much fun as that. No. Um. Anyways, it's just kind of like it's like watching Transformers or something for me. Like it's just like not my jam. But I, 
I pretty much enjoy any dark ride that actually does stuff. So I guess it would it would kind of it would place somewhere in like the lower quarter. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I never had to wait for it either. So there was that. Um, it was cool at the beginning because they gave you chocolate at the end, but then they stopped doing that, and then th- that ride was dead to me. <laughs> yeah, the loss of free candy is is pretty painful. Um, All right, so um, let's talk about this past weekend, and then we're going to take a time machine back to the beginning of July or the end of yes. June, actually. Yeah, yeah. And then, but we're going to start with the current stuff, so we don't get yeah. too far behind. Because that will also merge into next week's show. So let's start with uh, chronologically. Let's talk about what you did on Saturday. I was at the Ohio State Fair in lovely Columbus, Ohio. Uh, went there with my buddy Josh. And it has a new carnival company that is supplying rides, which is Tally Amusements from Texas. So who do they use after the incident? <laughs> they still had Amusements of America there last year. Oh, how they must have been like signed in, like in a contract they couldn't get out of. Like there was like a, I think there was like a one-year option that was left on the deal, and Amusements of America took the option and came okay. back, and attendance was miserable because yeah, they were like, we don't want to. That's the same people that killed people. We don't yeah. want those people anymore. Yeah. Bye. Um, it went out to bid. I know that they were like. They went out to 10 different companies, and they were like, hey, do you want this fair? Do we know how the attendance is this year so far? I mean, I'll I'll tell you that it was absolutely jammed. Okay, that's good. The people might have needed another year, too, from just the the shock. And and I'm sure they did a lot. You know, there was a lot of news coverage about how the new ride provider was there. Um, There were some issues with some of the rides that were booked in which I'll get to in a minute, where those were not allowed to operate at the fair and had to get taken down. But, you know, the majority of the stuff that was there obviously got turned on and ran. I feel like that's um, almost like like if like they were like, do you think people knew why they were being taken down? Or do you think... Uh, oh, they publicized it. Like, there were news reports. They were oh, like, well, oh, they, yeah, fine. That's almost, that's almost like a good thing. Yeah. It's like, not a good thing like, for that fair company, but it's like, oh, look, they're like, they're like, they found problems and they're like banning these people from ever running at this yeah. fair again. Cause they screwed yeah. up for those, yeah. for those rides actually did end up opening after they made some changes. And then one, sure. was, they were not allowed, which was actually a skydiver. Um, I really wish that the chance skydiver was open, but you know, what are you going to do? Um, yeah, those are a rare breed these days. Very rare. And the company that has it, which is Kissel out of Indiana, they actually put an led light package on it and, I've heard that it's in good shape, but apparently there was something there that the ride inspectors found that they weren't happy with. And I half imagine it was Dave Altoff, because he is a ride inspector and he's from Columbus. So if you're not able to ride Kissel Entertainment's Skydiver, it's, it's possibly Dave Altoff's fault. I can't I can't fully tell you that it is, but it might be. Um, so go find him. He's Ride Man on, on Coaster Buzz. Just call him out. Um, oh, does he still post there? Every once in a while. He's still posting our, our RC every once in a while, too. Oh, that's right. That's cute. <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyway, so, so Tally Amusements took over the fair. Um, they 
have a lot of bookends because Tally Amusements isn't that big. I mean, I think they went out to Tally, Wade, North American Midway Entertainment, Reithofer. I want to say they went to Crabtree and a couple of other companies too. Like basically everybody that, that runs major shows in the central and eastern United States. And, uh, and Tally was the winner. Tally booked in stuff from SJ Entertainment, a.k.a. Steve Vandervorst's operation. He has a couple things that were there. They booked in Sp- uh, Space Roller, which is a top scan. They booked in uh, Skurbeck had their toboggan there. Um, what else was there? A bunch of stuff from Kissel Entertainment. Uh, and I think there was one or two other companies as well that had stuff booked in. But because there were so many bookends, when you get your ride wristband for pay one price, you were given tickets along with a wristband. And this was something that I encountered at Wisconsin State Fair years ago, which also has an independent midway. And when you would ride with your wristband, you'd have to give them a wristband ticket. That way they could you know, total up at the end of the night how many people had been on each ride using those wristband tickets and then that would determine how much of the overall ride gross that those rides got. How many tickets were you given? I'm like 30. So you get like 30 tickets, and then if you run out of tickets, you just get more tickets. Oh, okay. It was just a way to be like, hey, give us our money. Exactly. It was just, yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. If that was their tracking mechanism, like rather than try and, and have everybody have like a scan box to do wristbands with and then have it go to a central location where the individual operators can't count, you know, the actual admits. Um, and then it's, it, it's, it's a very hands-on thing. And it simplifies things because you don't have to worry about different ticket amounts and all that stuff. So exactly, exactly. Yeah. Um, That's cool. That's interesting. Yeah. So they had in total six roller coasters there plus a powered coaster. Man, I, I, I hopefully this happens again next year. If this happens again next year, I'm totally gone. Yeah, it was a, it was a good lineup on the coaster front. Um, they did have a couple fun houses there. I was really excited to go on King Circus, which I believe is SJ Entertainment's. And then uh, there were a couple dark rides as well. And then as far as like other unique pieces, they had a 108 foot chance wheel. I think that was Tally's. There was an Astro wheel, which we did not ride, which is one of two I think examples of that ride. It's um, an Astro wheel. It's a 70-foot Ferris wheel, and I forget who made it. It might also be a chance ride from the 60s. And and basically, the buckets look like they're almost like zipper buckets, but they're, like, facing out or in, depending on... Oh, right, right, like, I saw the, that the on alternate. Bob's video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it kind of looks a little bit like the space wheel, but n- not nearly as interesting as the, the Drew oh, space wheel. The space wheel was so cool. I didn't know what I was riding when I wrote it. <laughs> I can't wait to ride that later this year. I'm actually really stoked. Oh, um, riding it. Ah, okay. It's yeah. kind of creepy too. Yeah, because it it's feel, so minimal, right? Like it's, it doesn't feel right. Right. Yeah. When I was riding with my two friends, one friend was like, really, like he was like, this looks so sketchy. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, anyways, the coasters. So we did uh, first one. We did was SJ Entertainment's Crazy Mouse, um, which, which I actually have. I wrote it at the um, Minnesota State Fair. Okay. Did you write, did they have the windstorm there, too, at the time? No, but I wrote that. Um, I wrote that in Dallas. Fair. Yeah, that's right. Um, and they did the summer thing for a year. 
Yeah. So, so I'll say the Crazy Mouse was probably the best Crazy Mouse ride I've ever had. Okay, because um, I never remembered it. I, it was whatever for me. It was so totally breakless, good. and Josh and I just got ourselves weighed properly, and it spun a lot. Okay. Like a lot. Um, after that, uh, we ended up riding the Toboggan, because why not? Uh, I've already gotten that credit, but Josh had not been on it yet. Um, we both had the same reaction riding, which was the whole way down the spiral on that toboggan. We were we were admiring the paint job on that ride and how it looks it was. beautiful. It is gorgeous. It looks like the the candy apple red paint on the supports is perfect, picture perfect. Like you could not have done a better job of painting that ride. It looks um, so nice. To it's so weird to see such an old ride. Looks so nice at I mean, the Ohio be, State Fair. Like early seventies, late sixties, and in when it was constructed, and yeah. it looks it looks brand new. Um, unfortunately, it's still a chance to bargain. So yeah. you know, I kind of like them. They're weird. They're quirky. I don't I don't quite fit in it, and my stomach is big enough that it kind of feels like someone's taking a rolling pin and pushing it over my stomach. <laughs> As they lower the top of the cage down. You know, you know I think you would have had even more problems with the skydiver then. Probably. Probably would have. Because the last but, time I rode the skydiver, it was painful. Uh, you know, at least, like, the skydiver inverts and, like, does, you know, kind of crazy stuff. So I feel like it would have been a little, little bit more worth it. The Lake, Mont, um, Lake Montembogan, was that there up until close? Yeah. Okay, then I wrote it in its final year. Okay. Because we wrote the Skydiver as well, and that was the tight fit, but the Boggin was no problem. Um, we also had to ride... The, the, uh, Jeff and I had to ride the Skydiver together because that had a no single rider rule. So. <laughs> oh, man. That must have been tight. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Um, next coaster ride that we did was the Wacky Worm. Which Moving I believe on. was actually Kissel's. Uh, I was looking at the control panel trying to find a sticker, and I think that's what was written on it. So I'm going with that, actually, instead of Tally's. Um, but I know Tally has one, too, so it's one of the two. Um, Look up Coaster we, Count. They have the fairs listed. They have Ohio State Fair, and they're pretty good about that. People are pretty obsessive about getting the things right. They, <laughs> so. did, a, they did a lousy job, though. If you look at the list, it has they updated it. They update it as it goes on, typically, especially with the American fairs. I'll take a look, because when I first looked at it, I was like, this is a mess. Like, this is not what's here at all. Yeah, the, I got to say, that's made Europe so much easier. Because you were like, there's nothing there. And then I looked up the coaster count, I'm like, yeah, there is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they got this wrong. So they have the Orient Express and Iron Dragon are correct. Okay. Choo Express is there, but the Dragon Wagon... Well, the Dragon Wagon's there, too. But, like, those those four are there, but they're missing three more rides. That's the problem. Well, email them. Correct them. Yes. I guess Put I could do nine. that. Um, so, in between uh, riding the Toboggan and the Wacky Worm, we did hit up the... Um, the Nintendo booth. There was like a, a trailer Nintendo booth that was there. So we got free pins and sunglasses 
for playing a bunch of Nintendo Switch games as part of some sort of promotional deal. Um, then we got back to the writing. Uh, we did... Uh, let's see. We did Iron Dragon next, which is a Zyklon. Does it have a strap? It's also really weird because now there's two Iron Dragons in the state of Ohio right now. Um, right. And then, uh, Rudolph has, uh, Rudolph has the Iron Dragon too. Oh, they also have an Iron Dragon? It, it's, they just, I think at some point their facade for the Dragon Wagon bit the book or, you know, was in bad condition, so they put it like you know a generic uh, airbrush thing on and named it Iron Dragon. <laughs> it makes it a lot easier because they that Rudolph owns so many dragon wagons, so it makes it easier to distinguish between them. <laughs> That's it's weird that they have so many dragon wagons because they only have a blue and orange unit. Yeah, I've been trying to get their other Flitzer. I think it, it's still operating. I had no idea. Well, there's racing, and what's the other one? Indy 500. Indy 500. And the thing is, I might have ridden it back in the day, but I couldn't remember it, which one I had rode, so I just decided I rode none, and then eventually I rode uh, racing. <laughs> I, I think it's better that way. I, I think it's more the, the higher route to take for your credit counting, you know? I could not, for the life of me, find... Um, I couldn't figure out which one it was for a while, and I found a trip report. Uh, that I wrote in 2004, and that's how I know I rode the Indy 500. It's one of the rare. Racing. It was one of the rare times where I didn't take photos, so that screwed things up. So, oh well. Yeah, well, it happens. Um, I just have to find the other one. Besides, Ariel needs yeah. both of them anyway, so it doesn't really matter. Now, anyways, what's the worst so. that happens? You ride, you you end up riding uh, Flitzer. Like that's With a pretty Ariel, good situation. So. Yeah, that'll yeah. be fun. Yeah. It might be really tight though. Uh, we rode the uh, the Bay Yarn Curve together, and we decided that was a one and done together. <laughs> there's a lot of laterals on that ride though, so I can understand why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a lot. She kept she end. kept crushing my leg against the uh, that the bar on the outside. I was like, oh god, <laughs> this seemed like a good idea. Avalanche is a good idea. Bay Yarn Curve is uh, no, nope. <laughs> no, uh, it was still awesome though, regardless because yeah. Bay Yarn Curve. Um, what what else you do? Uh, we rode the Wisdom Storm that was there. First time I've been Wisdom Storm. What is a Wisdom and, Storm? Uh, wisdom Storm. I'm trying to think what it looks like. I mean, you can look a picture of it. Just well, you can't right now, but nope. <laughs> um, trying to think. It kind of reminds me of a takeoff. If you know what those rides are. N- nope. <laughs> <laughs> Um, where's their takeoff? There was a takeoff in Ocean City. Um, describe the motion. Circular base. Okay. And then on on the takeoff, it has like four, I guess you'd call them carriages that both, that all spin with seats facing one another. Okay. And then those spin also. Okay. Okay. And the whole thing so like, tilts up in the air. So, so like a used... scrambler, but on its side. Kind of, sort of. Like, okay. Nah, I wouldn't call it more of a scrambler. Like, who had it? Um, what's the place that replaced all their roller coasters? Because they had one for a while. 
in Ocean City, New Jersey. The Jolly Roger? Yeah, Jolly Roger has one. Or had one. Huh. Not, no, no, I mean, in New Jersey, New Jersey, not Maryland. Oh, 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 that thing. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That they just took out this year. Yeah, it's a, it was huge. Okay. Really huge. It was kind of like that, but like the, the cheap ass American version of it. Like, oh, okay. It, it, it doesn't tilt quite as high, but basically the ride motion was effectively the same. And it's really strong positive G's for cool. a while. Like, real strong. Um, but fun. I, we both really enjoyed it. Um, and really, the one thing I will say about this fair is there wasn't a lot of modern flat rides there. Um, uh. Space Space Roller did not operate the entire time I was there. Um, they had, you know, a, a couple things here and there. They But they had a lot of, like, classic stuff, which is fine, but not quite as glitzy. Like, they had a scat which I would not have expected at the Ohio State Fair in a million okay. years. You know, I've never at known, because obviously we know what another word, we, we, you know what the connotations for that word are. So yes. Um, yes. what does that actually stand for? I imagine it's an acronym. No, I mean, like, scat used to mean, like, run. Like, oh, or go fast or whatever. Okay, like, I just think of poop. Like, scat. <laughs> like... You'd say that's like a cat to like in a cartoon in the 1940s. Uh, okay, that makes sense. I thought maybe it was an acronym. Anyways, as I said, I just think of poop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it was it was a weird fair. Like there was like a, I want to say there was a hustler there. There was probably a cobra. I mean, like all the sort of classic white trash flat rides were all there. And a lot of credits. So. And a lot of credits. Um, the last of which that we ended up riding was the Orient Express, which has a, it was the single Helix model, so it was a little bit bigger, a little less embarrassing. Um, slightly did, less embarrassing. Slightly. We did do the King Circus Funhouse, which is a triple-level funhouse. It's really big and was hugely disappointing. Okay, think, that's disappointing. I, I think the only thing that operated on it Actually, nothing that required power was working. Oh, so if, okay. If there were moving walkways where, like, you stepped on it and then, like, another part would pop up or go down, like, that worked and that was it. Like, no maybe, uh, maybe Ohio said no to any of that. Which would suck, honestly. Like, no barrel. Um, it's quite possible. It's quite possible. They um, said, yeah, you can do that, but you need to turn all that stuff off. Man. I hope that's not true. That'd be sad. Uh, no, I'm, okay. This is no like. This is me just guessing. Let's just. It could put be. It out there. Yeah, you're, that's true. It's true. Uh, we're just. Yeah, we're just spitballing here. Like, I would rather that be the case. That it's just a crappy, a really good fun house. It's now crap. Um. Now the next day you met up with Sean. Well, we and... also I will mention too. We did do two dark rides. Um, oh, okay. The fair one is a, a typical Owens haunted mansion, which had like three stunts in it, and the other was the Rocky Rocky Horror Hotel, which had one air puff effect and nothing else. <laughs> and was probably the worst, the single worst dark ride I've been on since I rode the one at Rotunda, where everything was painted on the walls. Like, it was it was Jersey Junkyard bad. It was, was it, it was hideous. 
How so? Was it as bad as I think? I, I think the one of the worst ones I've ever been on is the one at Ocean City, Maryland, at um, Jolly Roger on the pier. That thing was terrible. Yeah, this was this was in that in that very bottom tier. Like when you were talking about the ride at Hershey, like this is a million times worse. Okay. This was honestly, if I had handed over actual money to ride this, I would have been upset afterwards. Like it was that bad. Um. But anyways, yeah, so we did that. We we were talking about going out that night. We did because, honestly, we were tired. Um, I've been on the road forever, and I'm still going to be on the road some more. So we ended up meeting up with Sean the next day. Sean had a cold, so he couldn't come with us. He couldn't hang out on Friday night. He couldn't hang out on Saturday night. But Sunday morning, he's like, yeah, I'll, I'll tough it out and come over. So he comes over. And we went and we did a pair of attractions in Greater Columbus. We did the Legoland Discovery Center, first of all, which is a Legoland Discovery Center. I've talked about them before. Um, You know, it's an indoor family entertainment center, like high-level concept. I think what Merlin calls them is their midway concept. I don't know why they're called that because I don't see these on midways, but, you know, sure. Whatever they want to call it, they can call it that. The midway to the full park, I guess. I, I maybe. <laughs> I'm not really sure what they're going for, but you know, sure, whatever. Um, it pretty much has all the standard things that all of these places have. It has a dark ride, um, which is a trackless shooting dark ride called Kingdom Quest, which is fun. All the effects were working. Um, all five of us that we had, it was me. Josh, his wife Vanessa, their kid Chloe, myself, and Sean. We all fit in one car. There's six guns in the car. So everyone's able to have a good time. Uh, Are they like the little wands? Or like, like no, it's like wands? a gun. Like it's like it's like a Lego musket gun. The okay. way I describe it. So this is so is it's nothing like Philadelphia's, which is like different than everyone else's, right? Right. That one is actually actively different than everyone else's, yes. Okay. Yeah. So. Um, which I was unfortunately not able to do last time because they, they didn't run it for adult night. Terrible. That's like almost criminal. I would have been really mad actually. Yeah. I really should have suggested to them, like, I understand you don't need that. Like it takes a staff to run it and all that stuff. And it's costly run, but like you should have at least had it open for like the first, like, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes. So everyone could have ridden it once. Yeah, exactly. Something like that. But we got to ride it. Uh, we did have a child that was Chloe. So Chloe was our beard to get in. We did everything there. We did the 40 movie, um, which was like Lego City Police or something like that. Um, and they squirt some water at you, right? Lots of water. <laughs> yeah. Um, the flat ride, uh, Josh and Vanessa both did with Chloe. You know, we were there for probably an hour and a half. Sean and I were remarking that we were there for probably twice as much time as we were in the actual Legoland in California, which costs which is like kind of more a than crime. twice as much. Yeah. <clears throat> um, so, anyways, after we did that, we went to something called Otherworld. Otherworld. Which I had remembered hearing about, but I completely forgot about it. And Josh was like, dude, we should go to Otherworld. And I was like, oh, yeah. After I Googled it, I'm like, yes, we should go there. Um, Otherworld is, is, I guess you'd say, endorsed and certainly influenced by Meow Wolf. 
Um, it's in an old strip mall on the west side of Columbus, I think. There's nothing around it. Like, all the other buildings there are pretty much, like, all the other, you know, all the other stores are gone. There's, like, a trampoline center somewhere in there, but it's otherwise just nothing happening. And, um, you, you go in. I'm sorry, it's on, it's, I take that back. It's actually on the east side of Columbus. In what's otherwise, like I said, pretty much a dead strip mall. And you go in, and there's a lot of video things on the wall. It's actually an old sports authority. I just learned that by looking at the map. Um, <laughs> so so you, you go in, there's all these like video wall things in front of you. You buy your ticket. Uh, they explain that you're going to be part of like this like joint consciousness and uh, so on and so forth. And then you wander in. And when you wander in, there's like a there's like a you go into like a doorway, and then you basically are introduced to other world industries. Like the idea is that there's this company that's been doing like alien or like multi universe exploration and you can, like, they have these computer terminals that are set up, so you can, like, read the email of the employees, and um, there's there's all sorts of images that you can look at, and maps, and videos, and then you, you kind of go a little bit further into it, and then there's, like, these alien pod things, and then you kind of get into the heart of it, which is, it reminds me a lot of what I saw of, of pictures of Meow Wolf, where there's, like, a tree in the center... And then there's just tunnels going off in a million different directions. And we all agree that's pretty much impossible to, in any way, shape, or form, define what it is. It's, it's you know, an art. It's, like, it's very interactive art. They tell you you can touch everything in there. Uh, and that if it looks fragile, it probably is. So just touch it lighter. This is basically what they tell you verbatim. Um, and we kind of, like, you forget about it at times because you're, like, you don't really encounter things that often, but then, like, I remember at one point someone, like, opened up a cabinet and then there were, like, all these alien plants behind it, like, inside of this cabinet, and they were able to, like, take them out and look at them, and I was like, oh, so that was dead serious. Like, really do, like, touch and open everything because it's, it's, like, it's available for you to do so. Um... Yeah, I, you know, having not done something like that previously and, you know, coming in with pretty much no real expectations, I gotta say I was pretty much blown away. We all want to go back later this winter um, and spend even more time. There's a lot of nice sitting areas in case uh, one is in an extra relaxed state. To, to look at things. So perhaps I will put myself in such a relaxed state when I return to uh, to more fully take in what's around me. But it's... We will have... I, I know that, that Sean told me after, you know, we were there that he was not planning to do any more massive vlogs for his YouTube channel. But that because he shot so much good footage, he now has to. So... 
But yeah, and then I question like if he doesn't do massive vlogs, then what does he like? That that is the channel. <laughs> he was going to branch off and do some more stuff. Oh, he just posted like as we were talking, a coasting in Japan part one. So I know that he's going to do those. He has a lot of stuff from that three week trip. Um, oh sure. And then I don't know what he was going to be playing. He wasn't really sure what he was going to be doing, but now. He's like, well, I guess I'll just be doing it anyways. So, yeah. Um, you can thank us. Done. No, he's not done. That, Sean, Sean being done editing footage will happen when he's dead. Like, that it man, will not happen one minute sooner. He, it, just like me. Uh, it, he's just like me. Uh, we don't know how to separate ourselves from a camera. And if we don't have our camera, we're mad that we're not filming it or taking pictures. He's been doing it since he's like eight years old. Like, it's not going to... You know, and he's forty-seven now. It's not going to stop. This, this is yep. what he does. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so, anyways, that is that was kind of the story of this past weekend. Cool. And then uh, let me continue it on because as you were doing all that, I hit up Six Flags New England for a few yes. hours. Yes. Had no plans on doing any New England parks because. We went a few times last year, and I was just burnt out on New England. But um, I really wanted to go to Nova Scotia, finally, and uh, Prince Edward Island, mainly Nova Scotia, which is where I am speaking to you from right now. Yeah. And uh, so I figured, you know, free meal, a couple of rides, why not? It wasn't really out of the way. And it was a good way to break up multiple segments to get all the way up here and uh went in and goliath was testing at like 10 10 i'm like well <laughs> what has happened here how could this <laughs> this isn't supposed to happen and uh but i still thought superman was a better idea to go to because I thought I'd heard that they were only wanting one train earlier this year um, because something was broken or something, but turns out they were running too. Um, but it's nice. Uh, it's nice when your employees actually show up on time so they can start testing at like 10 instead of 1030, right? As they, um, right. As you get there, you know, that would have been good. Right. Yeah. So, uh, took a backseat ride, which um, I think I prefer the front, but it was just the first option available because I wanted to be on the first train. And um, I was off by like 10.52, which kind of sucks, right? Yes. Um, and uh, that restraint is just so bad. It's It's just bad. It's um, it's up there with Skyrush in my opinion. It's very uncomfortable, and I don't it I don't I don't really blame Intimate on this one because if you they, there was one image released of those new those newer trains when they turned it to Bizarro, how it got shipped to uh, Six Flags New England, and it had like the normal Intamin lap bar. And I think they said, yeah, it looks too similar to what we used to have. Make it different. <laughs> Essentially, they said make it terrible. Apparently, because it's just it. <laughs> for me, I'm sure for you too. It comes down and it comes down halfway between, um, 
my waist and my 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 knees. So it's on that bone instead of in my lap. It's very uncomfortable. Uh, I can't think of any other lap bar that does that. It, it doesn't, it feels, it honestly feels less safe than the regular Intamin T-Bar, in my opinion. Uh, the ride just feels slow. Uh, granted, it was early in the morning, but it just, it's always felt slow with those trains. And it's just such a shadow of its uh, former self. That ride was so good. And yes, there have been better rides that have been built since then. But many, many rides have been better, better since it was built. But it definitely wasn't what it used to be. Um, went over to try to ride Goliath and found out that, no, it actually hadn't opened that opening. <laughs> surprise, surprise. Uh, did Wicked Cyclone twice? Um, and uh, it was running sluggish as well. Um, so... That's unfortunate. Like, I liked when I rode Storm Chaser, and that was slowed down, but probably talk about that in a second. Because mm-hmm. uh, you have yet to talk about Kentucky Kingdom. Yeah. Um, but, uh, so, th- yeah, that's unfortunate. It's still such a good layout for RMC. That's, like, one of my favorite layouts. Um, it just does a lot of interesting things, and it doesn't, um, I really like the barrel rolls. I like how the barrels are, um, first of all, they're stacked on top of each other, which is really cool. And the second one is really low to the ground when you're upside down, which is really cool. Um, so did a ride on Skyscreamer because the view from there is amazing of the mountains in the distance, the Connecticut River down below, and, of course, the park. And we could cycle on, like, right below you. So that's excellent. Unfortunately, I had to wait through a throw-up cleanup, which they didn't have the supplies on hand, so they had to run somewhere else to get. Um, so, knock number two on Six Flags operations. Um, then uh, ran over to Goliath, because as I was riding um, Skyscreamer, I saw that it was uh, testing again, and there was a line waiting for it to open. Got over there just as they opened the line, used the single rider line, managed to get on the first train uh, using the single rider line in the front seat all by myself on a four-cross train. I, I don't know how that happened, but it did. Um, one of the seats was broken. That's another thing I saw. I think every single ride I rode, at least one seat was broken on each train. Um, so that means they closed the entire row uh, in most cases. Um I guess with Goliath, since it's four, they just do the one seat. Um, rode in the front seat, and it was actually pretty smooth. Um, best ride I've had on the since the Vacoma trains. Uh, no headbanging, but I could tell if I had been just a few rows back, it would have been absolutely terrible um, because it wanted to knock me, but it just didn't have enough force when it was entering the elements because of the just the way it was working that to, to knock me around. So it was enjoyable. Ate at JB's grill, had the pulled pork sandwich and that was really good as usual. Uh, went back to wicked cyclone, took a front second to front seat ride. And, uh, I forgot that that ride is definitely a front seat ride. Uh, definitely ride that one in the front as a Superman, as I said, just didn't have time to ride in the front. Um, Oh, I did cyborg hyperspin. Yes, uh, new ride. I did that after Superman. Forgot about that. Uh, this is a chance. 
oh, man, I don't know what they call it. It's basically a wipeout, but the seats are facing outwards, which is ironic because it's in the building that used to hold their wipeout, which is now outdoors. So this park now has two Frisbees, two wipeouts, two boomerangs, two swing rides. Yeah, that's a lot of duplicates, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. They're all slightly different experiences, but, you know, people like to point it out that they're kind of putting the same thing in over and over again. Um, so it's inside the building, and there's some theming, um, like Joke or a Cyborg is, like, taken over, and, like, there are screens around the room and uh, lighting effects and the soundtrack, and... Um, Hey, it was a better effort than I expected, so I'll give it a thumbs up. Plus, the AC was awesome. Big problem, though. There is a little short queue inside, but the merge point is outside. So everyone has to wait out in the sun instead of in the air-conditioned queue. That's useless. That seems like an oversight. I know it's kind of like a building that they already had. Right. but For like... essentially the same ride. <laughs> Yeah. Or something very similar, I should say, but... Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't know. Knock down a wall and put a new door in, please? <laughs> I, I don't know. So that's... Add more, add more structural, like, basically prefab steel and just air condition it? Yeah, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. know. That That's just stupid, but anyways. Um, they had a food truck festival going on, which looked really good, and the price didn't seem too bad. Um, but I had no time for that, unfortunately. Uh, uh, some of the stuff that they had looked really good, too. Um, but uh, then I did the Riddler, because I really like that, that SLC now, because it has the best-only trains. Um, apparently, it runs way better in the, the winter and then the, uh, the spring, the early spring, because in the summer, it was running like garbage. Um, obviously, no headbang, but it was being tossed back and forth and all around. And then I bet you they changed the wheels out. That's probably what it is. I don't know, but it was terrible. Like I, I think I maybe would have run it once more, but that would have been it. Whereas like when I was there during the winter, I rode it like ten times. So uh, and then it broke down, and um, this has never happened before with me on those faster trains. But it cinched down, uh, not as tight as T three, but it was pretty tight. Um, it broke down for like. Uh, one of the restraints wouldn't release on the train in the station. So it took them like 15 minutes to or take that out. And by the time I got off, my, my feet were tingly. <laughs> <laughs> and that was my cue to exit the park. Uh, so the next day was up at Prince Edward Island in uh, Canada. And uh, went to Shining Waters Fun Park? Family Fun Park? What a park um, that is. It is weird. Is it weird? Um, it, it, uh, I guess, maybe. Well, wait, okay, so... Uh, you talk about first, I'm going to ask you questions about it, because I've been there, obviously. Right, so you... It's pretty. I'll say that much. Um, you enter in, and there's, like, a lake in front of you with uh, paddle boats, Um um, fortunately, there are, you know, a few attractions that should just no fun to do alone, like power boats. But I totally would have if Ariel had been with me. Um, and then uh, you just walk around this long pathway, and there's, like, nothing there. Then you get 
to to a point where if you go up a hill, you go into their storybook uh, land area, which is this is like a walkthrough type of thing. Um, Oddworld has something like that, but it, not nearly as good as Oddworld. Very small props, nothing, nothing really to talk in detail about. Unfortunately, it's probably like the worst storybook land area that I've ever seen. Uh, it was. <laughs> It was fun, though, going through the woods, though. They had, like, the witch's cave, which was really creepy, and, like, kids were crying because it was dark and scary and stuff. <laughs> um, and then you get to a couple of rides. And this park is, like, really long and skinny. Um, so that's kind of weird. So you just keep on walking back. There are a couple of kitty rides. Um, and then... Past that, you get to the water park. Um, I did that really quickly because I did pay, like, I think it was $25 Canadian, so it was, like, $20 U.S., so not too bad. Uh, they had four water slides, two body slides that were pretty slow, uh, a tube ride, and um, a funnel. Or, no, uh, a bowl, so... And the tube ride was pretty cool. The second turn I took on the tube ride, I got turned around backwards. So then the second t half of the ride, I was going backwards to um, enclosed tube or enclosed tunnel areas. So that was kind of creepy. Um, then you go further back, and then they have their newest section. I assume what's their newest section is like themed to pirates. That's like a walkthrough. It has little pedal, pedal boats that are themed to little pirate ships. And then the... Uh, Buccaneer Bay Bullet. Yes. Which is a Zaire custom layout. Uh, used to operate at Crystal Palace in New Brunswick. I forget the town. But Moncton. it operated there. What, I'm sorry? It was in Moncton. Okay. And then it, it operated there for, what, like 30 years or something like that? Yeah. it. Um, I want to say it opened in the mid to late 80s. Right. And it was a it was an indoor amusement park in Moncton, which is the largest city in New Brunswick. And then is it really? It's bigger than St. John. Yes. Okay. Yes. Because and I then, stayed in St. John, but I I think I just went around Moncton. Yeah, Moncton is a it's a university town, is my recollection. Okay. Um, and I was surprised by how much French was spoken there too. Um, yeah. Yeah. But well, anyways. Yes, Anyways, uh, anyways, it, point it, is, it, it, it the the park closed, but they didn't own the building they were in. Is my my remembrance of it, which is why it's now a Bass Pro Shop. So Crystal okay. Palace is now a Bass Pro Shop, and all the rides basically wound up at different parks throughout Atlanta, Canada, because nothing there is new to, to those parks. Essentially, like nothing. It's all no, second-hand rides. But, um, well, they did add one ride, and I'll tell you in a minute. Um, uh, <clears throat> so it's like a square layout it, because it probably just went around the edge of the the, um, the building that it used to be in. Um, and then the lake for the, the, the power chip pedal boats is in the middle. Um, it looks good. It was not that exciting, but it was fun. Um and then, um, what I forget what it was called. You, you will all see all this in my videos, of course. Got to plug the YouTube channel. 
100 subscribers. Thank you, everybody. Um, there's this adventure path thing. Yes. This is where um, it gets weird. Yeah, kind of. Um, so at first I thought it was just like, so like the local zoos, they have like things where you can like punch card things and then you get a prize at the end of that. And I thought, I thought that was all there was going to be. Um, so there's like one thing where you like press the button to pump out a boat to reveal code. I was like, okay, whatever. Then I just kept on going by and I kind of just like ignored all that stuff. I was like, okay, whatever. Um, and then I get to this, this, this spaceship looking building. Um, I know where this is going. That was like a fun house, like a two room fun house, um, had a rotating barrel effect like Kennywood. Unfortunately it was not on. So that was unfortunate, but I'm okay with that because I would have just kind of, I'm always feels like I'm going to fall over in one in that effect. Anyways, like I love and hate that effect. Um, I like how, cause how effective it is. I hate that I literally feel like I'm going to fall down every single time. And I still feel that way when I exit the barrel. So whatever. Um, then you just, you're like going through, I, I literally, I'm, I, so part of the reason I'm on this trip is to do hiking and see scenic stuff. Um, that's mainly why I'm here. Cause I'm here for more than way more time than, I mean, I don't know. You, you have to be a real credit whore to just come up and here and do these, these credits. Um, cause there's really only four credits in Prince Edward Island and Nova Scotia at this point. Um, and I'm like, all of a sudden I'm on a hike through the woods. I'm like, what, what is going on here? Like you're just walking through the woods and then you come to another house that was a mystery house, like where like water runs up, um, hill and all that stuff. Cause it's like tilted. I think we're so. Did they have someone in there doing demonstrations while you were there? No, I don't think so. I, I have okay. a trip report, and I, I don't remember it, of course, off the top of my well, head. Well, there wasn't but. anybody here because obviously they had like a ball that could be rolled up and down and stuff like that, but like no one was there to actually do it. Like they yeah. do it out wild. I've never seen all wilds, but I've seen enough videos of places like that to know what happens. Um, and then, then you go through the woods more on like. Like literally feels like a, a a hike through the woods, and then you get to this this repurposed spiral staircase that looked like it was from like a boat or something, because it looked like it was marine made, and that leads up to a treehouse that then goes across a rope suspended bridge that was like the creep the creakiest like the most swaying one I've ever been on. Uh, and then you're at the back at the front of the park. Surprise. <laughs> um, so did, did you find the kitty coaster? Is it even there anymore? I looked everywhere. It would have been, it would have been phone. like back in those, in the, the wood area. Right. So, so I left my phone in the car by mistake. Um, but I didn't really care cause I had my camera. Um, and I wanted to check everything else out for the video anyways, the tour I was going to make. Though I'm sure it will be watched by like 50 people. But regardless, they're fun to make. <laughs> and um, so uh, to the left of where you get off of the um, 
the uh, suspension suspension bridge. I think it's to the left. They've added a Zamperla stand-up uh, disco type deal. You know what I'm talking about? Okay. Like a surf rider thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, in my video, I said, I bet you that's where the kitty coaster used to be. No, it used to be to the left of where you exit the uh, thing in that like marshy area. I would never have thought it would have been down there. Like, uh, so because I looked at the pictures right away when I got back to the car, and I'm like, oh, okay, that's where it was. No, it's totally gone. So the second credit is gone. I added RCDB to tell him that it's not there anymore. I don't know if he ever took it off or changed the status of it. Um, you want to check for me if they he did while I'm talking? Yeah, sure. Why not? Um. If not, I'll actually email him. There were um, so when I was there, there were they had six different um, like walkthroughs. One was like a, a swamp, with like some sort of gator thing. Like that place was almost all walkthroughs. It was really the weirdest park, one of the weirdest parks. Yeah, they have it down as defunct now. He says closed 2013 to 2017. I wrote in 2016. So this was closed last year too. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, maybe so he contacted the park. I don't know. Yeah, he finally has his defunct, so that's okay. that's good. Well, yeah, that, that whole area is ago. that whole area is called <laughs> Discovery Woods. There's Storybook Land, okay, uh, Shining Springs, Bandits B- Barnyard, which also has this like I think there's like an animatronic chicken show in Bandits I, Barnyard. I did not see that. <laughs> um, then there's Buccaneer Bay, and then there's Discovery woods which is this there's like there's one of those things you like you get a code by like uh raising or lowering flags like there's a lot of really weird stuff in there which is cool yeah that's what i was referring to like with the boat draining the boat yeah yeah, yeah. um if if there was an animatronic show like when there's like a kid's show i kind of just like pass that by because like you know yeah you're an adult Exactly, it's, and on this trip I'm solo, so it's 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 a definitely let's not stay in those areas too long. <laughs> so, uh, and, and they have a petting zoo with goats and llamas and all that stuff. Yeah. So that was cool. Yeah, it's it's a cute little park, and it's it has a lot of strange stuff and a lot of indoor attractions, which is very very weird. But um, go sand spit next, which is oh, the we, most like generic of the parks. Wait a minute, I forgot about it. Oh. Um, they also have the haunted house. Maybe that's what I was thinking of with the like a swamp thing or like a, a gator of some point. Like I remember, I recall that very vividly for some reason. Okay, but that they also the have one. a walkthrough haunted house. Yeah, there's there's so much stuff in that park. That that like that walk-through. was it was like Deja Vu back to Storybook Park, Alan. No, I'm like like again another house that seems to have really gory stuff in it that completely ages out the demographic of the park. I, I, I feel like this is just something that, like, you would have seen in America, like, 30 years ago, but you just can't have that in here anymore. But Canada, it's okay. I guess. I don't know. Gun control. I don't know. That, maybe that has something to do with it. Who knows? But it had a bunch of like scares that got me really good. It was it was phenomenal. Not as good as the one at Storybook Park, but pretty good. So um, let's move Sandspit. Sandspit. Sand uh, not much to talk about this one. It's a cute little park. It's kind of in a valley, so it's a really cool setting. Um, 
has the uh, I only did two things. I, I thought you had to have a wristband, but you can pay per ticket. So I spent six dollars and uh, American uh, Canadian dollars. So that's like, or no, it was one fifty a ticket. So I spent like, what would that have been? Math is hard. Nine dollars. So it would have been like six dollars or something like that. So practically nothing. Um, and rode there a Schwarzkopf Wildcat called Cyclone. Um, it's the same size as Adventure Park USA. Um, it, it's it's a wildcat. It's really good. Um, not as intense feeling as the one at Adventure Park in Maryland, so that's a bummer. But it looks fantastic. Uh, definitely has a fresh fresh coat of paint on it. So, <laughs> um, uh, it was a pretty standard affair. Didn't really blow me away. It was a nice little amusement park, right? Yeah, it's it's there. <laughs> it's the best way I would put it. It just doesn't. Uh, it doesn't. It, it's not. I would say it's the least interesting of the amusement facilities in the provinces. Like there's there's not very many of them, but each of them brings something kind of weird, and then that one's just very kind of like American FEC. Oh, yeah, yeah. That, I think I might have even said that in my video. This is the most American-feeling park I've been to in Canada. It's got, like, it's got the Wildcat. It has a powered coaster that's really shamefully small. That's not a credit. Yeah, there's an <laughs> and Eli... And I don't think it's operated for a while. Yeah, there's an Eli wheel. There's a couple other small flat rides. Yeah, I there's did the no wheel, carts. too, because uh, the view of the the Cyclone was too good to give up. <laughs> there's, a, there's some go-karts. I want to say there's a train there, if I remember correctly. But that's I was about originally going to do the train, but it, then on further inspection, how tiny it was, I decided not to. They also have a really <laughs> cool mini golf um, that's like on a hill, and you keep on going up and down the hill. So it's like layered. It was pretty cool. And we should mention, too, like the area that this is in, in Prince Edward Island, is basically like the Jersey Shore. Um, I was going to say it's like a tiny, 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 tiny pigeon forge. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's a tourist trap for sure, but it's not as like over the top. I mean, none of these places probably does more than a hundred thousand visitors a year. But they, let me just say they have a Ripley's. That's all you need to know, right? They do have a Ripley's. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Um, then went to the Prince Edward Island haunted house. Which you told oh, me about, thank God. Yes. Or Haunted Mansion, I'm sorry. Yes. So, and I was, like, confused at first. I'm like, Alan, why did you t why did you have me come here? You know I'm not that big of a dark ride person. You need to only direct me to places that are really worth my time. But then I kept going. So, at first, I was like, I paid for my ticket. And I was like, is that it? Do I just go? Am I waiting for somebody? Do I just walk through this, like, aimlessly? Yeah, yeah. you just go at your own pace. Um, for the most of the time, I was by myself, and then like a, a like a mother and a little girl sh like um, caught up to me, so that was a little awkward. But um, it's just a bunch of weird stunts all throughout this house that then has like an extension to make it bigger. But it's like legitimately an old mansion. Like I'm sure from like I'm sure it predates. <sighs> It has to be like 1900s, early 1900s. Yeah, yeah, it's like a gingerbread mansion. Yeah. And if you look at if you look at pictures of it, um, like from a different angle, basically. Yeah. Then you'll see like 
it is it has this huge addition to the side of it, which right. is where a lot of the haunted house stuff takes place. And uh like there's like a fake town that exists inside like there's a little like Yeah, towards street. the end of it you're just going to like it feels like a like old England England town. Like an old um yeah, like something you'd see in England, right? Yeah, there's that. There's like a there's the house aspect too. Like when you're up on I want to see the third floor of the house. There's, right, 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 right. There's like bathrooms and like carpeting and TVs with like alien heads. Like it took me about twenty minutes to walk through it when I did it. Yeah, and I didn't film it because I was like, I don't know if they're gonna let me film it. I don't know if I'll be in a group or anything. I could have totally filmed it, and I should have. Uh, but I think I enjoyed. It. I think I, if I go back to Prince Edward Island. Ever, I, I definitely will film it this this time, the next time because I think it's pay one price too, so you can actually just keep going in it if you want to. Once you I pay. wasn't sure if I did, but I was kind of in a rush, and I just wanted to keep yeah. going. Yeah. Um. But and I, the first time I wanted to kind of experience it for myself, um, because you made it to be turn out to be something really cool, and it was it was really cool. It was sixteen dollars Canadian, so then again, obviously twelve dollars American. So not so bad. Um, and then outside, they have a bunch of relics from Rainbow Valley, which was a park on Prince Edward Island, correct? Yes. Um, so, like, lots of statues. And then just, like, like a garden walkthrough. Um, it was beautiful. Um, Did really they still cool. have any of the rides? Yes, they have a Tilt-A-Whirl, and they have, a, like, a Red Baron. Like, okay. Yeah. But that's it. And I believe that was included with the price, right? It is indeed, yes. Yeah, I I, I mean, I'm, I've been on a Tilt-A-Whirl. I'm like, I don't need to do this. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, aside from the Tilt-A-Whirl, like, you can't fit on a Red Baron. No, no, no. W- without blowing out the hydraulics. So, um, no, it's... All I can say about the Haunted Mansion, this is why when you were going there, I'm like, you have to go to Haunted Mansion, is... Again, it's it's not like super high budget, but there's actually a lot of craft that went into it. Look, if you spent the forty six dollars that's gonna cost you to go across the Confederation <laughs> Bridge, like <laughs> you might as well. Yeah. It's it's actually really good. It's really, really good. And can we talk about that bridge for a second? Yeah, it's huge. What a freaking art marvel of engineering. That thing is amazing. The pylons and how they have, like, steel plating on them to break Yeah, the so I watched a documentary on it. That's how I found out about Prince Edward Island. Like, I didn't, that's how I discovered Prince Edward Island, <laughs> the bridge. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it's um, – so that area freezes. There's ice, like ice that travels through it quickly. And in normal, that was the biggest reason why they didn't have a bridge on Prince Edward Island for so long. Because it's, it, yes, it's a it's a long stretch, but it's not like it's longer than like the um, Bay Bridge uh, Tunnel Bridge and down in Maryland, down in Virginia. It's 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 crossable. Problem is they couldn't go underneath, and they couldn't go above because they thought, well, it would just ice would just knock everything down. So what they did is they had to flatten out the seaboard. First, they had to flatten out the the seabed, put down gravel to um, reinforce the seabed, and then they—I don't know if they—I don't know if they pre-manufactured and floated things over, or if, if they manufactured, or if they did all the towers on site. They probably pre-manufactured elsewhere and just floated them and um, sunk them. I'm not sure. Uh, so it just kind of stands on the. Uh, 
it's just sits on the top of the ocean floor and just the massive weight of it is what keeps it standing. And then right at the waters, the water line, it has this huge, um, like a conical shape to it. And, uh, anyone who doesn't know anything just thinks that it probably just extends down into the ocean, but no, it just extends a little bit beneath the water just so it breaks the ice up and around instead of, uh, battering the bridge. So it's, it's amazing. And it's, yeah, there's no, re if there's a reason why it costs that much money because it costs a lot of money to build that thing. I think it was, it was ridiculous. Wasn't it like a, was it a billion dollars back in 98? It I think it was that actually, but yeah, I mean, like it's worth it because like yeah. to have that kind of, of land bridge between those, between, you know, it's a province. Prince Edward Island is a very small province of Canada. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I'm sure it was probably, I feel like it has to be more than a billion dollars. It's a long bridge, too. Yeah, uh, yeah. It takes like, um, it takes like, what, I'd say like 10, 15 minutes to cross it. Yeah, it's 42,000 feet long, um, which is, which is pretty long. Yeah, uh, that's, that's like eight um, miles. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's impressive. Um, daily traffic is all of 4,000 people or is vehicles. It really? That little. Hmm. Yeah, that's it. You can, it's $4.50 for a pedestrian transported by a shuttle vehicle. It's I was wondering if that was free us. or if it cost something, but yeah. Uh, so anyways, uh, getting back to uh, the trip, did you go to Charlottetown at all by any chance? No. Okay. You, you missed nothing anyways. Um, I mean, I asked you before, I'm like, is there any, I did one hike near, um, sand spit because it looked somewhat interesting and it had a couple of cool views. Uh, the, 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 the mud there is like, like red, red, really red. So I, I, you saw my picture on Twitter. That was pretty phenomenal. So yeah, it, it's so red. It will stay in your clothes. Like there's that much iron in the mud. So. Yes. Like, it looks like there's some kind of chemical issue there. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it, I forget what the natural reason why is there's so much iron ore mm. in the sand, but th there is one. I just, I don't remember. I don't remember. If it was America, you would think it was a super fun site. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, uh, then I made my way down to Canning, where I stayed for my first night. Canning, Nova Scotia, uh, to do... Um, I'll just talk a little bit about my scenery stuff because this one's yeah. just big. I can't not talk about Cape Split. So Cape Split is on the eastern coast of uh, – or western coast of uh, Nova Scotia mm -hmm. towards uh, uh, like a central part of Nova Scotia technically. Um, and uh, it's about a – Oh, what is it? It's like a five-mile hike up to the tip of uh, Cape Split. Did you do it or no? I did not do that. I I did not have time to do it on that you're, specific You're a trip. bad person. <laughs> I did a whole bunch more stuff in Cape Breton Island. That's where I, I spent know. most of my time at. So Why? Okay. But <laughs> I guess I'll find out Cape tomorrow. Cape Breton's awesome. That's okay. why. Did you do what I'm doing tomorrow or no? Um, the Cape Breton, like National Cape Breton Park. Highlands. Yeah, I. Okay, we were there for like two days. So okay, cool. I'll probably do t two days of hikes tomorrow, though, in one day. 
because that's me in a nutshell. Are you, you're anyways. doing Skyline Trail, I'm sure, right? Oh, yeah, uh, of course. Yeah, yeah. Skyline Trail is like the trail. Yeah, I'm, I'll probably wait to do that later in the day because I don't want to um, fog to screw it up. Okay, oh, fair enough. But um, so I made it up to Cape Trail. I started at like 8.15, and by the time I got up there, it was still foggy. And when you get to there, it's the whole trail is through the woods, but you see nothing. And uh, that morning, my phone wouldn't charge. It turned out to be that it was the phone port was just filled with like lint and muck. Here, I thought I'd like screwed without a phone, but um, yeah, the guy was like, "Yeah, it was dirty." I'm like, "Thanks. Here's ten dollars. Put it in your pocket. (laughs) You saved my trip." But um. So I didn't know when I was going to get there because usually I track my my hiking with an app. And then all of a sudden you get there and it's just you're, oh, God, it's either a thousand or two thousand feet above the sea. I think it's a thousand. Regardless, it's you're way up there. And then there's three different like islands that are that tall in front of you or two different islands that are that tall in front of you that you can see in sequence um, that are that tall. And then down below, there's a series of little islands or little rock formations that are jutting up next to it. And um, this area has the biggest tidal change in the world. It can change 52 feet. <laughs> and my Airbnb, by the way, was right next to where it can go 52 feet. <laughs> so as soon as I got there at like 830, I was like, nice to meet you. I'll talk to you after I go down to the beach because I want to see it before it gets dark. <laughs> And um, <laughs> it was amazing. You can actually just see the water rushing, in this case, rushing in because high tide was coming up. Um, I just sat there with my feet literally hanging a thousand feet over the edge for like 45 minutes. It, it was I think it's one of the most amazing sights I've ever seen in my life. And I've seen some pretty cool stuff. That was just Absolutely phenomenal. It, that right there alone was worth the trip. And I so want to go back. Like, like, man, if it wasn't 12 hours back to to New Hampshire where I am right now, I would totally do it again, <laughs> to, again on Saturday. But, yeah. Um, and it, the coolest thing was I couldn't see the sea when I got up there because the fog was still so thick. So I just sat there, and little by little, the fog just dissipated and revealed everything. It was so awesome because it just looked like floating islands, basically, when I first got there, those those two giant mountain islands. It, it was amazing. Be sure to check out my video. I'm going to do a video of all my hikes. I know it's not really what the channel's for, but I want to do it, and screw it. <laughs> Yeah, um, somebody stop you, right? It's your yeah, channel. Yeah. You can do whatever you want. I don't care want. if like two people watch it. I want to do it for myself. So uh, next day, I or later that day, uh, hit the Upper um, Clements Parks, which is its actual name, the parks in plural. Um, this park is weird. Um, you want to no. know what my wife calls it? Or okay. Called it. What she said it was um, Dollywood crossed with Williams Grove. Maybe. <laughs> well, hear my opinion on it. So I've been okay. wanting to go here forever because it they have a wood coaster. 
Uh, so we'll start with that. Um, it was a, what was it? A, oh God, who was it? Cobb? It was Bill Cobb. Cobb. Right, it was Cobb. Okay, I was right. I was right. Uh, 89. So the sad thing is, it is, um, it is Canada's newest wood coaster. <laughs> this is true. Yeah. <laughs> this is true. Yeah. Canada, get on that, please. I'm looking at you, uh, Wonderland. RMC, one of your woodies, and add a new woody. <laughs> um, Callaway Park, uh, whatever that thing is in Winnipeg with a wacky worm, if you want to jump in. Yeah, somebody, somebody do it. Somebody it do it. It needs to be done. Like, Cultus Lake, anybody, anyone. I would say it's the second best wood coaster in Canada, maybe, maybe third. I really like Monster. So, I don't know. Maybe, okay, let's think see. Uh, I mean, obviously, PNC, I haven't been on PNC Coaster, but I, I know that's probably the best. That's number one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, you know what? I don't like it as much as Wild Beast, so it might be number five out of six. Um, really? That bad for you? This? It's not that good of a ride. I, no, I'd take it over everything at Wonderland. Oh, come on. It's, uh, come come on. on. Mighty Canyon Mindbuster is boring. Yeah. Uh, Wild Beast is... Not as good as Grizzly, in my opinion. I know you had some you had some things to say about that. Yeah, yeah. No, Wild Beast is definitely better than Grizzly. Um, um, no, no, yeah. it's not. Yes, Gr- Grizzly is better. <laughs> it, it should be better, but it's not. Um, I, you, I don't know what happened with your dad. And let's, let's get through this because I even got back to our old stuff. <laughs> we got to hurry this up. Yeah, we got we got fast. We got so up here. It's a really short layout. But the problem is it runs these PTC trailer trains, which were a terrible idea. Uh, yes. It basically took a trailer hitch from a pickup truck and decided, hey, let's put it on the PTC cars, uh, reduce the amount of axles that the PCT, PTC cars have, make it so the pivot point of the um, connection point between the cars is be- behind the uh, the wheel center line. So when the car in front of it turns, it actually bends out the car in front back of it if that makes any sense it, it was terrible design and the only car that's typically smooth on that is the front car because it's the typical ptc car with articulating axle in it unfortunately that car was completely broken the day i was there it probably has been for a long time um <laughs> so yeah um, fortunately, this ride doesn't do that many turns, so you don't have to worry about that that much. Um, it's absolutely a really aggressive layout for 1989, to be honest with you. Don't you agree? I. So it's definitely Bill Cobb. Like you can tell when you're riding it. But it, you know, it, it, it the drops like the Bill almost. The drops almost feel GCI esque. Those two swooping drops almost feel GCI esque, in a way. It has a very different layout than because it's a terrain ride too. Yeah, so you got to say about this: this is one of the beautifulest terrain rides ever. It's like tucked into the forest, um, but it feels even more natural than like Raven or Beast or anything like that. Like it felt like no trees were chopped down for this whatsoever, <laughs> or at this point, but, all the trees have grown yeah, back it, in. It, it's got a nice setting. Um, for sure. It's short, I mean, though. It's 1,400 feet long. Is, yeah, it, there's not says. a lot to it. 
the last, I think it's the last drop, that last curving drop is kind of the big drop of the ride. Um, or it's not the Back last seat. drop. Yeah, there's, like, the the ride itself, I'm going back to my trip report to to, to give my opinion. Um, I thought back then, because I rode it front and back, it's a front seat ride with a couple brief pops of air on a top of a couple of the hills bookending the big washboardy drop into the valley midway through. Uh, that was my take. I called it the second-rate version of Cyclops at Wisconsin Dells. I thought of that, too, in the back seat. <laughs> um, the, the thing about riding it anywhere but the front, and this, is, this gets to what you're talking about with the trains, is you can watch them fighting Shuffle. the track the yeah. entire way. And just shuffling and pushing and going in all sorts of directions, except the one they're supposed to go in. Yep. They don't know how to drive. Yeah, it's... it's Go home. You're drunk. <laughs> it, it does have single lap bars, so it yep. does have that going for it. Which were terribly worn. Like, really bad. This park... So, just to kind of explain to people the, the history of this park, it's now owned, I want to say, by the provincial government... Or, I figured that much. Yeah. Um, there's actually, I think it's actually like on a placard that basically the park failed. Um, it was supposed to draw, I want to say, 300,000 people, and it never drew more than 90,000 in a year. So it went bankrupt after about two or three years and then was taken over. And when did it open? The same year, I think, as the Wood Coaster, like 89. Okay, okay. That's what I figured. Yeah, it's not, it's definitely not a new park. Um, but, you know, it's been around now for about 30 years. Um, yeah, I, you know. No 30-year-old, no 30-year plaques for this one. Sorry. No, nobody, <laughs> there's there's not a whole lot of love for this ride that's out there. It's it's definitely a unique ride, definitely a terrain ride. Like, all those things are true, but it just has bad rolling stock, and it, it is if short, it had but... better rolling stock, it could yeah. be a lot better of a ride, but that, it sure. doesn't. So Even if it's short length, because you, like, literally, there were times when they were like, you want to go again? And that happened five times. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I was there in a much busier day. Like, there were actually people at the park. Oh, um, wow. But well, the last then, course, hour? It, then it broke since... down, so it didn't really matter. Um, oh, it broke down for me, too, because they, they braked it, the, the girl braked it too early, and then it, they had, he had, she had to call maintenance to have him push it. <laughs> I, I should have been like, I, I was almost like, girl, if you'd told me that, I would have just pushed it for you. <laughs> um, yeah, but, uh, I, you know, the park? it's beautiful park, though. Um, yeah. Majority of it is. Um, I like the like, I like the Canadian themed mini golf that's yeah, kind of I, around the tree topper. OK, I didn't get to see it. Wait, what do you mean around the tree topper? What? I want to say it's around tree topper. No, um, no, their mini golf is on an island. Yeah, that's, I'm sorry. You're right. You're right. It is on the island. Yes. I was like, I, did, I, I want to say it was even like free or something. It was like some ridiculously low price or free. Again, that's um, something I would have loved to have done with Ariel, but I'm, I'm not going to play mini golf by myself because that's really weird. Yeah, it is really weird. Uh, did you um, do the haunted house there? Okay, so the thing about that is, from what I hear, the first floor collapsed. So they moved it to the building right at the entrance to the right of the fountain. So it was only one floor, and it was very disappointing. I'm assuming your experience was a lot better. The floor collapsed. 
like in that big brick house that used to be the haunted house, it collapsed. It just fell apart. He said, that's what I heard from people. Apparently. I'm not sure if that's, (laughs) you know, I remember being really dark. That much was true. Um, God. Wow. Yeah, I'm I'm just kind of like flabbergasted. Like hopefully that happened in the winter time and not when there were human beings around. Um ooh, Okay, yeah, that makes me feel worse about that park. Um Yeah. Tell that it, it was okay. I mean, it, I remember it taking a while to get in. Like it was definitely like controlled entry. Um, where was it? <laughs> it was, I need to find like a map of it. I know that uh, the sign used to say to go to the left because the sign now says go to the right. <laughs> <laughs> there was like a brick house that was there and like, it kind of had that feel of like, um, of like a but home it, that they converted into being a haunted house. Yeah, as I was gonna say, I think that some of these structures predated the park by many, 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 many years. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's probably a safe assumption. I'll be honest. Um, All right. Well, and then I mean, it's it's this really beautiful park that central area with the the lake and the paddle boats and the bumper boats, and uh, they now have a zip line that goes over the lake. Um, Actually, if you so if you look up on um, if you look up on their website and you look up their map, it's the Stone House. Okay, and uh, you can kind of see where that's located, and that's where the haunted house used to be, and I guess it's just abandoned. That park also has a really above average log flume. Yeah, and it's really weird. Do you have any idea who did that? I'm guessing Intamin. I think it was. I think it. May have been Arrow. I know that's from the 86 no, World Expo. No, it's definitely not Arrow. It's not Arrow? What? Definitely not Arrow. It's from the 86 Expo in Vancouver. That much I know. Really? Okay. Yes. Yes. Um, if it's if it's Arrow, I would be very surprised. Cause, oh! Like, oh! The train. Oh, yeah. That's weird. And slow. So explain to people why the train is weird. Well, so when you leave the station, you go forwards and then you go to to the end of the park. And like most rides, some rides or some park trains, uh, there's two loops at the end and then there's a single track. And then on the way back, it just uses the same track on the way back. Uh, There's a second station, which uh, so it it leaves at the quarter of every hour and then the guy stops at the other station until five after the hour and brings you back. So there's no loop on the other end. So there's a little round house for the engine and a siding track. So the guy has to unhook the train, turn the train around, bring it to the siding track and back it up into the other side of the, the train. So it runs forward again. I'm assuming that's what you're thinking is weird, right? Yes. yes. Okay. I fortunately did not see this process. I really wanted to, and I should have, but I didn't. So, but I can imagine how it worked because I just looked at it and I'm like, 
Yep, that's that's weird. <laughs> so and it was also incredibly slow. And yes. the guy running it was most like he he was like the Canadian equivalent of a hillbilly. So there's that. <laughs> so I spent three hours here and it was hard to spend three hours here. Um so rode the coaster probably like twenty five times. Because why not? I don't know when I'll ever get back here and I kinda liked it. Despite it being it wasn't jackhammer rough it rough. It just kinda yeah. you know pushed I don't it hate, aside. I don't hate the ride. I just I find it it's not my favorite. It's you know, it's not that great. It's like a six out of ten for me. Yeah. And then um so that was it. And then the last few days I've just been going around Nova Scotia and yesterday I just had it was aimless day. I had nothing planned and just went around the coast and Stopped at a few lighthouses, checked out a lot of the fishing towns, found out I'd probably never need to go back to southern Nova Scotia again. It was pretty, but not something named to repeat. <laughs> and um, then I stayed with uh, Airbnb that had basset hounds last night. So that was awesome because I grew up with basset hounds and the people are very nice. So, um, And then today, what did I do? Just some more hiking and now I'm up here. So let's rewind a little bit and talk about at least one weekend before we cut this for the night. <laughs> <laughs> Just really quickly, uh, when you go to Nova Scotia, you're going to go to Halifax, I assume, at some point. I and... went through Halifax. Oh, you went through Halifax? Yeah. You're going to yeah. talk about the city, uh, the the, the Century Citadel, right? <laughs> um, there's that. Well, did you go to um, Peggy's Cove? I thought about it, but I didn't. <laughs> you should have. Why? Gorgeous. Okay. Well, I saw a lot of gorgeous things. I had to pick and choose. So, um, uh, I went to did you go? Out, what about that park that has the runaway mine train? Did you go there yet, or is it not? I open? walked. I drove right by it, but decided I, I just I didn't need to go. Gotcha. So, <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. I have the credit. It would have been like thirty bucks and whatever. So, and you didn't look. It's not much to talk about, right? What, that park? No. Atlantic, Splash. Whatever it is now. Yeah, it's changed names. Um, also, the best burger in Halifax is Ace Burger. Just about to throw that out there. Um, anyways. I, I know you're, you're, you're cursing me not spending any time. I, drove through, I just drove through Halifax today, and I'm like, that's enough. I hate urban areas. I don't care about urban areas for the most part. So... <laughs> Especially when I'm by myself. So hate me if you want, but that's I, that's I, fine. The, so, if I do go back though, the the I drove up because I just just came upon it. The center, the the Citadel thing. What is that? It's like this giant mound in the middle of the city. Uh, that's where they used to have the fort. That's um, what I figured. That's like so the main awesome. fort. It's it's super cool. And then there's, like, another fort that's on an island out in kind of, like, the bay, okay. uh, which is now a park. But, no, Peggy's Cove. That's that's what's up. Peggy's Cove, for sure. Yeah, I had Anyways. that on my list of trails to do, but uh, I chose uh, Crystal Crescent instead. So, well, I went to back. the beach. Just go back. Fine. Yeah, back okay. Canada. Next time. Next time. So. So. Uh, we doing the the way back real quick? Is that the plan? Yeah, one two weekends. Uh, we'll way back to the weekend before Fourth of July. Yes. 
that was FreeRT. That's already been talked about, so don't to mention that. But on the way back, Jeff and I went to Awal. And uh, this is the first time I actually like spent a good amount of time at Awal. Uh, I saw parts of the park I'd never seen before, which was kind of cool. Uh, let's start with the bad. Wild Mouse, closed. Seems like it's been closed all year. That's sucky, because apparently it's been closed a lot of years recently. Um, and it's a really good Wild Mouse. Another bad. 265 weight limit on the roller coaster. Jeff was just over it. He couldn't ride. We didn't find out about that until after he got on, paid the full price is $40 for Wild, which is pretty steep for a kiddie park. Um, we yes. had we had um, Groupons that got it down to like 30 but that's still a lot. Um, I think 30 is fine for the normal price, but 40 is ridiculous. Um, roller coaster. Uh, it seems a little bit more intense with those heavy ass PTC trains that have the weirdest. They're the weirdest things ever. Um, slightly better than what I wrote a few days ago. <laughs> um, it has some of the same problems. Um, so it's really weird. It's like a standard articulating PTC car, and then. It's followed by three single seaters, and the first car have its has its pivot point be behind the axle, just like the trailer cars. And then the rest of them actually have the axle connected between the uh, or the, it has a you know the pivot point for the car behind it actually connected between the axles. So I don't know. Weird setup, right? Yes. Everything so. about that train is weird. Like, um, what somebody it, classically referred to as the panty wing trains that it has, or the Oswald the rabbit wings. Or yeah, it, yeah. It's just it's yeah. It looks it looks not great. Um, what about the rest of the park though? Some TLC, the carousel horses. Have mold on them. Not a good look. And the saddles are wore down to their wood. It wasn't like that when I went in 2006. It was beautiful in 2006. I don't think they've done one single repair to it since then, or at least 10 years. It's it's really bad. It's sad. Uh, Daniel Tiger's Neighborhood. Nice update. But so they reused all the sets and then they put the new characters on, which aren't as elaborate as old ones. They're kind of just cardboard cutouts, which look fine. They're okay. But like the old sets need TLC, they need paint. Like just paint things, please. Um, the park itself is beautiful. It just needs some TLC. It needs paint. <laughs> just paint things, make it look nicer. Did the hand carts for the first time because I always forgotten to do them before, and those were those were fun, aren't they? Yeah, they're super fun. They're really fun. Um, uh, the rest of the park, uh, the central area. What what is it? The um, the western area. I forget what it's called. Uh, I'd never seen that area before, or the kitty area where the hand carts are. So I really expanded my experience with, with this park um 
it's really pretty park. We tried to ride the uh, log flume, but then it went down for weather. Um, then we walked through Storybook Land, which also needs some TLC, but really fun, you know, from the 50s probably, right? Yeah. Um, Storybook Park area. It's, it's a cute park, but it just has the operational issues that Kennywood has and all of Park Reno's slash pals that entertainment has. Um, I feel... So the opening is advertised at 11, but I feel like on their website, they need to stress a little bit more. They have a list of when everything opens on their website, but I don't think they stress it enough when you actually look at the park hours. So just be warned. Take note of when things open because the wood coaster open doesn't open until like noon, basically. So there was that. We were kind of disappointed overall but you know it's a good foundation it just someone needs to come and run it right so yeah you went to kentucky kingdom that weekend right and king's island i did both correct correct um stopped at king's island on the way down because it's kind of on the way and was there for like the last hour uh, in that hour, I rode Mystic Timbers twice, Diamondback, and whatever the dark ride is there, uh, Ghost Blasters probably, because that's what it is at all those parks. Why would um, you even bother with that broken piece of shit? <laughs> I don't know. That's a good question. Um, that's been broken for many, many years, and they just yeah. didn't repair it. <laughs> yeah. Our guns didn't make noise, though the lasers worked, so I guess that was something, but still... Um, you know, whatever. Mystic Timbers is a solid ride. Uh, definitely had better rides on it this time than I did when I rode it a couple of years ago when it opened. Um, still kind of has these... GCI is just not that good about doing the sustained airtime thing, so anytime there's like a long straight hill on this ride, you hope for it to do more than it does, and then it, it doesn't quite do what you're hoping. Um, that's especially too true on the return run where there's a couple of big hills and you're like oh man and that doesn't quite deliver but overall it's a good ride I mean it carries good speed it's got decent laterals got good changes of, of direction uh, the short bursts of airtime like GCI typically is good at are, are all solid um, it, it's running in really good shape it's got three trains that it's running I mean, I, I can't be mad about it. Diamondback has a little bit of vibration, but, you know, like you and I talked about at Kennywood, if that was the kind of thing that you complained about being rough in 1997, people would have laughed at you. Uh, it, it's just, you know, we're, we're kind of big babies now because everything is so well engineered that a flat spot on a poly wheel that causes a slight vibration on a B&M train is a, is a crime. So... For the amount of time that we had there, we, we did get to see the floats for, um, what is that festival that they're bringing around? Um, the USAT Dorney. Talk about that together really quickly. I, uh, I think it's phenomenal. Yeah, it looked good. Look good. Uh, I mean, I think, uh, I think there's a higher expectation, but a lower one at Dorney. So I think for when you place it at Dorney, it's absolutely amazing. 
I stand by. It's like one of the best things Journey has done, like ever, for entertainment and an event, ever. Kings on maybe not so much, but for Journey, uh, Haunt excluded, of course. Um, yeah, we had a good time, and it's a pretty good deal. I imagine the pricing was similar, or thirty dollars for six tastings, and uh, they had the floats and the street entertainment and the different areas, and it, it yeah, it's a great time. What do you think? Yeah, people seem to be into it. I mean, we didn't have very much time at the park, so it just wasn't right. something we were going to focus it, right. on. Right. Um, but at least we got to see it, and it looked decently high quality. And um, like I said, people seem to be into it, so that's the part that counts. You can um, definitely tell that they looked at Mardi Gras from – definitely a lot of people said, hey, take a trip down to Orlando. Check out Mardi Gras. Now build one on a little bit more of a budget. <laughs> Yeah, exactly, exactly. And then just travel with it. That way, every park has it. Yeah, um, and it works great. Imagine if this came to Missions Adventure. Best to be the best thing ever the Missions yeah. ever had. <laughs> They've never had live entertainment before, so I don't know what no, they're no, to no. do. No, no, no. I think they'd actually have to open the park later, too. <laughs> yeah, like, they could actually see the lights, right? Right. Um, so, the next two days were spent uh, basically around Kentucky Kingdom. We stayed... Uh, you could actually see our hotel. We stay at the courtyard, which is visible from Kentucky Flyer. Um, I like Kentucky Kingdom. Uh, you know, Saturday they had all the trains on, all the coasters, which is what you want to see. Uh, nice. We got nice. there a little, just very slightly after opening, but had no problem getting like three or four rides in on Kentucky Flyer before heading to Storm Chaser and Thunder Run to ride that without waiting. Um, Kentucky Flyer, another new junior gravity group coaster. Uh, I think it's really good. I know that you thought that it was kind of like the least good of the rides that they've built thus far. No, I didn't say that. I thought you said that you liked like the other, like you liked Rorosaurus and did I? I don't yeah. know. They're all good. It's just hard. they're all they're good. all kind of like really close to together and the the goodness level. So it's kind of hard to rank them all. Um, I mean, it, it, if Kentucky Flyer was built at Kings Island in 1997, the way that this ride would be talked about would be much different, is the way I would put it. Like, it's it's sure. an extremely good ride. Extremely good. Um, but in this era, because there's so much good stuff being built, it's kind of lost in the mix a little bit. Which it kind of makes sense because it's also like a junior coaster. Like it's not supposed to be a headlining ride. Um, it kind of advertised it as though. It's also in a weird spot too because it's kind of behind the water park, and yeah. has a strange entrance. But you know, it's got a bunch of airtime on it. Um, it's fast. Definitely it's a fun. backseat ride. Yeah, for sure. But it's got it's got a lot of action for for the size. It's it's a good ride. I I really enjoyed that a lot. And honestly, that park is full of really good stuff. If you want airtime, then that's the park to go to because Storm Chaser brings some heavy duty RMC airtime. No, um, but I, I know you you were too busy marathoning T three though, right? I did skip T3 entirely. <laughs> uh, I, I don't need to get my thighs mammogrammed again on that ride. So, 
yeah. but Lightning Run is super good too. Thunder Run is really fun. Yeah, they and they did a lot of work on that this year, and it shows. One thing that we wanted to do for this, basically for this trip, is we want to have like a relaxed day. Uh, you know, our our first day because we get. We we got in, I think, with our ECC deal for twenty five dollars for two days or thirty dollars for two days or whatever it is with free drinks. That's what it's. It's like the same price for out of state people. It's like thirty for out of state and twenty five for ECC. Oh, it used to be twenty five. They they bumped it up a little bit. Oh dear God, no! Yeah, thirty dollars for for two days of theme park trip and drink and, and drinks. Um, we ended up getting a cabana, which we used to just kind of rest as it got super hot. Uh, and that was also an excuse to go to the water park and, and do the water coaster, which is really good. Yeah, uh, it's really not as good as the one coaster. hour away, but it's really good, right? It's really good, yeah. I, I, I agree. The ones at Holiday World are better, but this is plenty fun. Lots of good airtime. Was it uh, operating consistently? Because when we were there, it was not even open. And when I wrote it a few years ago, it like opened for a second and then broke down for the rest of the day. Yeah, it seemed to be open all day. I didn't really okay. see any issues with it. Um, the park, though, was super packed. I mean, really, really packed. We we basically did the Lazy Rivers and the Water Coaster, and that was it. Like, full queues for everything. It was 95 degrees. I literally got burns on the bottom of my feet, walking on the concrete, trying to go get Dippin' oh, Dots. Right. That was I a mistake. I forgot about that. Yeah. Um, the the wave pool was so packed with human beings. I don't even know if we went in it. I can't recall doing so. They would do the big Kahuna wave at like one, three, and five o'clock. They put a red flag out. They'd like sound a siren. They made an announcement throughout the park, and that water park was abs. That that wave pool was totally full of people. Is there like, a viral video of that recently? Uh, something similar. The one in China that has a huge wave. Oh, okay. Um, that was a little too big, though, right? A little bit too big, yeah. Like, it yeah, went yeah. over the sides of the, the wall. Yeah, that's a little bit too much. We actually had Ed Hart standing in front of our cabana watching the wave. Uh-huh. And I just remember him, like, they, they had to keep saving people. Like, it had to stop ever, every two or three waves to go get people out, you know, with the lifeguards. Because they'd keep, you know, getting... Dragged yeah. under by these huge waves. People don't know how to swim, basically, and they think, yeah. "Oh, it's just a wave pool; I'll be fine." Yeah. And then every time, every time, like the horn would go off again, that it was going to restart. It was like a concert was starting. Like people were going crazy, just screaming, like ah! like they were super excited for waves. And <laughs> I just remember, like Ed Hart turned at somebody, goes, "Amazing." Absolutely amazing, and walks <laughs> off. And he came back again at three and five o'clock to watch more of people getting hit by waves. Like it was clearly something that he, like this was entertainment for everybody because a lot of people showed up. Probably because it was so busy. Like that water park, that 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 wave pool might have had a thousand to fifteen hundred people in it. Like a uh, lot of people. And apparently he's he's the noodle uh, the noodle the the noodle regulator. <laughs> so in the Lazy River, they give you noodles, but apparently he likes to stand in the Lazy River and make sure nobody has too many noodles. Like the pool noodles. <laughs> yeah, there's so there's two Lazy Rivers. There's the, the main Lazy River, which is a Lazy River, and then there's an Action River, yeah, which yeah, has a little one. bit more of current. Uh, that does not allow tubes in it, so that's where you get the noodles. 
Yeah. Um, and again, that was like, there was a lot of like physical body to body, like impact with people. And that we were like, this is not that like, even, even though it's an action river, it's just not that much fun when it gets that packed. Yeah, uh, no. So we spent, we spent a lot of time with our free beverage bottles and the eight bottles of water that our cabana came with and like taking naps and listening to music and stuff. I mean, it was, it was basically an excuse to take a nap in the park while we were in the park. And it worked out for that perfectly. Um, even though it was super hot. So we did that. That was like our first day. We went out for dinner that night and then we went back to the park the next day uh, to make sure we got lightning run in and uh, do some of the other rides in the front of the park, like the antique cars, which I really like there. Just, you know, just kind of the basic uh, everyday sorts of things that we like to do at Kentucky Kingdom. Did um, you, and we talked about Storm Chaser because we've been. We've been yeah. vocal about it. I, I thought it was a little better this year because it was slower. How did you feel? I, I did not ride it when they had the really hard wheels on, I think, last year or the year before. Yeah, yeah. or two years ago, I think. Um, this year, it's a very strong ride. A lot of the airtime is very reminiscent of the end of Steel Vengeance with those real fast hills. That's just short, really abrupt, strong airtime. Right. Without a whole lot of the long, elongated portions. I do like that barrel roll first drop. I think that's really cool. Um, some of the other stuff that the ride does is, is cool, but overall, it, it's definitely not my favorite RMC. I definitely like it more than Goliath at Six Flags Great America. Sure. Um, it does have a very unique layout because of the limitations that they've got there. I, I thought it was fine. But it's not my favorite ride at that park. I would definitely rather ride, at least for me, um, I would rather ride probably Lightning Run. And I I might, just because I'm a wood coaster guy, I'd probably rather ride Thunder Run too, which is a weird wood coaster in terms of layout, that, that old hurler layout. But, you know, and it actually produces airtime, um, along with having the high-speed turns and... It's not trimmed to death and all the rest of it. Yeah, no, but really I like the care ones. Yeah, I, I like, but I do like Storm Chaser. I, I don't want to make it sound as though I'm not a huge fan of it. I, you know what? I'll even say this. I think I actually like it more than Twisted Timbers. That's probably no, controversial. I like Twisted Timbers more. I think it to me like Twisted Timbers does too much stuff that's linear. And Storm Chaser does very little little in terms of linear action. Okay, I understand like, that. Like, e even when you have, a, like, hills that are straight, for the most part, those hills are given, like, banking. You know, to, some sort of tilt action goes with it. Um, well, I don't know. It's I really only like the that. first big airtime hill that, that is just a normal straight hill. Everything else is different, I guess, is the way I'd put it. I guess I kind of like that about Fist of Timbers. It does barrel roll, does overbank, and then it does four repetitive hills with really good airtime, which I'm okay with. And then after that, it's like, okay, we've done that too much. We can't do that again. So then it does the like trick track to airtime hills and then all the other crazy stuff. So anyways, uh, is that about it? Yeah, that was pretty, uh, we did stop. Uh, there's a, a town called Nashville in Indiana. That's like, some sort of crazy arts community that was really rad. Um, 
at least for that trip, that was that was pretty much the the bulk of it. Um, could talk about Kentucky King or not Kentucky Kingdom, uh, King's Dominion too. I don't know if we we want to do that now or save it for the next one. But we'll save it next because uh, next the next weekend will be Fourth of July, and I am not ready to go through all that tonight. Because <laughs> <laughs> anyways, that was a huge trip for me, and uh, so there we go. That's fine. That's fine. Yeah, we'll have plenty to discuss. Well, I can't uh, wait to hear about your crazy some. ass trip in Minnesota. That that sounded just ridiculous. So, or uh, teaser for everybody: Alan did some crazy stuff in Minnesota, and you'll hear about it in the next show. Yes, uh, we'll record next week. Yes. So. And, yeah. Yeah. So in the meantime, uh, don't take care of yourself or something like that. And oh, we'll see each other on Sunday. Oh, you're going to be a canopy? Yes. Awesome. Okay. We'll see you there. Apparently I had never told you that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Then we'll see I you on you, Sunday. I told you we'd meet up. You said no, it's day. Yeah. So. All right, then. Where can we find you on the internet? <laughs> uh, Gods on Safari on Twitter, on Parkscope.net. And uh, I guess I'll be contributing to uh, a new website soon. So there's also that. Um, oh, okay. Which uh, I think I could, yeah, I'm pretty sure I can talk about it. Because uh, Chris and I actually, we just posted something today, um, which you can go ahead and read over on his website, which is amusing.org or amusings.org a-m-u-i-s-i-n-g-s dot org and uh, we brought the opinions the hot takes and all the rest so amusing yeah, check it, it out like that was a magazine back in the day it probably was um, but yeah we did uh, we, we basically did uh, kind of like a pundit thing where both of us, both of us discussed uh, what was going on with uh, Disneyland's New Galaxy's Edge and the Rise of the Resistance and all that good stuff. So go ahead oh, and check it out. I thought you were going to uh, hit amusings.org. I thought you were going to hit the real topics, the fight in Toontown. Uh, he did something about that actually already. Oh, okay. Um, Never mind. He's he's on it. All right. Cool. Uh, my 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 opinion is um the one dude in the pink shirt was just slapping people around and <laughs> That's my opinion. That's my take on it. <laughs> he was just going crazy. Anyways, you can find me uh, at Coaster Spotting on Twitter and YouTube. Yeah. Yes. World Star. No, uh, it's just no, no World Star. You don't know what World Star is, I don't think. Nope. Probably. Bye. It's it's for the best. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, we'll see you all next week. Bye. Uh, let's see, where's my stop button? There it is.